Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live TV with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. They are anchor moms. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, Anchor Moms. Um, So we have a great guest on this week. Um, Lauren Thompson is the 5 and 6 o'clock anchor at WLNS. This is in Michigan. Um, Get this, guys. She is a full-time anchor, of course. She also has her own, like, political show. She does a lot at the station. But she also has not one, not two, not three. Count them. Count them up. Not four. Five children wait wait let me let that sink in for a second <laughs> she is a working full-time anchor mom with five children and they range in ages uh what she say 12 is the oldest mm-hmm. nine months is the youngest god bless her oh my goodness yeah so she tells us how how she does it how she survives and also her entire family uh got covid this past spring so she kind of walks us through what that was like and and has some advice for all of us parents out there who are, of course, just living this anxiety world um, in this pandemic. So listen in to Lauren Thompson. All right, so here is Lauren Thompson joining us now from Michigan. How are you today? I'm good. I'm excited. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. So we want to do a little quick intro type session with you, just so everyone can okay. get to know you a little bit. We have three questions that... Um, the genius Katie has come up with. So Katie, Katie, go for it. Okay. So Lauren, if you were not in TV news, what would you be doing instead? I would be a politician. Really? (laughs) Like, like, like president, governor, like how high up do you want to go here? A senator? Um, I mean, I would probably start at state rep. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to be Speaker of the House. That would be Ooh. an aspiration for me of uh, Michigan, not a, not a the whole country, like this, whole a, country. A, a, <laughs> the state. Yeah. Wow. Have you always wanted to do that? Um, yeah, it's always kind of been out there. I um, minored in political science. I come from uh-huh. a Washington D.C. family, mm-hmm. so I think it runs in my blood a bit. Um, but yeah, it's always kind of out there. It's always kind of in the back of my head that that might be my next step. Well, cool. I mean, I don't like. I am so unpolitically minded that <laughs> I I love to talk to people who are um, into that. I think that's awesome. Well, and let us know if you want to make any big announcement here um, during yeah, our podcast. Like, do you, like, is this? We are available. We we'll are here and available. I mean, we wouldn't be journalists if we weren't like. Um, is there something that you would like to? Um, yeah, we can. We can like stump for you. Yeah, you know, like we're yeah. we're here. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, n- definitely not, not in the uh, immediate future, but you know, long run. Either that, or I would, I would probably be a small business owner. I just, I think I 
I don't think I could work for somebody else. Mm. I, I like to, with especially with all the kids. Yeah. I've been really fortunate in my job as an anchor, which is not generally family friendly. No. To have um, wonderful support locally, which is great, um, to kind of be able to do both. So, and you know, as moms, it's hard. We have to, we have to find a schedule that works with both because yeah. you definitely can't sacrifice the mom part. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So second question, what are you currently obsessed with? What am I currently obsessed with? Yeah. And this could be anything. This could be anything. anything. <laughs> a product, a person, a thing. Our last guest said her cats. So, you know. <laughs> well, of course, I'm obsessed with my baby who's nine months yeah. old. But if you <laughs> if you ask my family, um, and this is not a plug, this is just really they would tell you that I am currently obsessed with the Optavia diet. <laughs> oh, Ooh. because I um, I literally have lost a lot of weight since Memorial Day when I started it, and. Um, so it pretty much has been my summer obsession. Yeah. And Wait, I'm so intrigued. That. What is this? What is this about? <laughs> like, tell me more. <laughs> well, since you asked, you know, it's basically it's a it's a health program. It's not just a diet. I needed to do something. I had five children. Mm-hmm. With each child, I gained a little bit more weight, you know, and mm-hmm. never really quite got back down. And then I had five children. I definitely couldn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I'm an anchor. I'm on TV. When I went on maternity leave, we got a brand new set, and I came back, and we're standing now everywhere. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> I hate yep, the standing. Yep, yep. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So we're head to toe, fresh off maternity leave, you know, oh, on TV. Welcome back. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, when I'm in Lansing, Michigan, and we're we're full of 20-somethings, you know, and young mm-hmm. 30s. and. Mm-hmm. Here I am, you know, I just turned 40 and had my fifth child and, and like, you want me to stand next to who, yeah. you know, and show my whole body. So I just, I, you know, I had to do something and it, um, my sister-in-law um, and my brother-in-law were doing this diet and I said, I can't wait until I'm done breastfeeding so I can do a diet to this diet mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that there was actually a nursing mom's program within the diet. Oh. And I was like, sign me up. So I signed up and, you know, it wasn't easy, but I made the commitment and yeah, I've lost uh, over 30 pounds. Oh my gosh. So. Congratulations. Wow. That's Thank incredible. You. Yeah. So what, is it just like eating certain foods or is it like a kits that you buy from there or like what's this sitch? Um, yeah, you buy you buy the food. Um, so basically, to start, initially you eat five what they call fuelings a day, and then you make one meal. Okay. Of your own, so you're eating six times a day. Oh. And then um, the fuelings, yeah, the fuelings are smaller, and but they're you know they're all interchangeable and ready. So you that for me the convenience was great mm-hmm. because you know I I eat like the crust of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. As yeah. I took it to the sink. <laughs> that you're me. not supposed I to do that. that? I did that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or like the last three bites of Kraft mac and cheese. Yeah, uh-huh. the mac and cheese well, just you, gets you. You gotta yeah. try it to make sure it's like done <laughs> it's and poison. ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Okay, all right. You know, so you know, it was definitely an eye-opening situation. But once I got into it, it literally was just like 
you know, it kind of gave me new life and I feel better and I have all this energy. And so that's my obsession. Okay. Oh, that's at awesome. the moment. I like that. That and fifth, fifth and sixth grade volleyball. I, uh, last weekend discovered I have a secret <laughs> hidden talent to coach that. Oh, wow. Did you play volleyball in college or high school or? No, I did play in high school. Okay. Soccer uh-huh. was truly my sport. I, okay. I did uh, dabble a little bit in volleyball in high school, but. Fun. Man, you're a busy lady. I don't know how you have time for all of this. All right. Um, okay, so the last, third and final last question here. What's the craziest thing to happen to you in TV news? The craziest thing or to Or the craziest TV thing a viewer said to you. Oh, I have a lot of those. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have two craziest things that okay. happen to okay. me in, in, in TV news. The first one I'm going to say was um, when I travel. I traveled with uh, Vice President Mike Pence at the time Ooh. in his motorcade. Oh, interesting! Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, when he was on his bus tour in the previous in the last election, and there were three of us who were going to get one-on-one interviews with the Vice President. Mm-hmm. So we were travel, and and that was going to happen as we traveled in the motorcade but we the vice president was on his bus and we were all in you know uh news vans sure or not our personal news vans but the um like transit vans sure Uh within the motorcade okay so what they did to get each one of us in there were driving from spot to spot across the um state and so they stop all of a sudden the motorcade in the middle of a highway that's closed down mm-hmm. because the vice president's traveling around and then the secret service comes and they open the door and we had to be in line of who was going to go. And so it's my turn. And they're like, WLNS, go, go, go. And they like rush us out. That's a lot of pressure. Of yeah. And then we had to, we're running up, like literally they're making us like run up a highway in the middle of the road. And then they have us like all the secret service, they have their guns out. And then they have us put our backs to the bus. <laughs> and then we're standing there, you know, and they're all talking. Oh, and they my have, gosh. This sounds like a firing have, squad. I'm just going to be totally yeah. honest with you. Yeah. I was looking around and I was thinking this. I mean, this is once in a lifetime. And yeah. then they all have, you know, they have code names for everybody. Oh. And what, Wait, what was the vice president's code name? You know, I don't know. I oh. couldn't. <laughs> if, I, if I had to pull it out now, I'd be making it up. But okay. I, it was just, you know, there was Little Bird and, you uh-huh. know, just some yeah different names like that and then so we're in the middle of the highway and then they're putting us in this bus and there's all this adrenaline and then they're like hi come on and then it's like boom vice president of the united states right there wow <laughs> so what so, was it were you like nervous what what was that like when you like saw him was there any sort of like hey like chatty chatty or do you just like <laughs> yeah. jump right in i was very nervous yeah. um I actually, I actually um, now have interviewed uh, Mike Pence three times, but oh. that first time mm-hmm. I was so, so nervous and I didn't know what I was going to say um, or anything. And, you know, of course there's the initial setup, you know, as sure. being a reporter when your photographer mm-hmm. is setting mm-hmm. up the camera mm-hmm. and, and you're like, what is my small talk going to be while they're mm-hmm. getting uh, mic'd up? But, you know, he had his press team with him too yeah. and, it definitely was not their first rodeo. So, sure. you know, they, they kind of Guided run you. interference. Yes. Um, but then I was actually invited back when he came back two other times. And then the other times 
uh, it was, he, he's really down to earth and we, you know, just had small talk. Like, she talked about friends. his family. Like, yeah, you yeah. knew each other by then. Now he sends yeah. you a Christmas card, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys go to his house occasionally. Yeah, stop by. In fact, the third, the uh, I believe it was the second time that we traveled with him. My photographer and I actually got to stay on the bus with him um, from Saginaw, oh, wow. Michigan, to to Frankenmuth, which was about about a 30 minute ride uh-huh. and at one point the vice president came out and he was in this kick, little kitchen area where we were sitting and he offered my photographer a piece of pizza <gasps> and so that's like his story his you claim know, to fame. His yeah claim yeah, to fame. yeah. Yes, that the vice president of the united states offered him a slice of pizza <laughs> oh that's funny that's, that's awesome. awesome you know not very many people get to interview somebody like that so that's cool yeah that was quite that was quite the experience so i would say that was crazy just on the um eye-opening or the you know just the the level of it yeah yeah the level of it and then the other crazy thing I would say is um I went out with the Michigan State Police fugitive team once for a story Uh and we were tracking down um sex offenders who had not registered for our state's registry Uh so um absconders from the sex offender registry and um there was a pretty intense situation where one of the suspects tried to run (gasps) you know and i was in the car but they had us in bulletproof vests and the police were chasing him and you know and it came right by the car you know and that was real scary and crazy and then as they arrested him and i'll never forget it they were walking him back toward another car the guy's pants just fell down I was like, wait, wait, what is happening here? What is happening? Yeah. I I almost died and now the guy has no pants. Yeah. And now he's naked. Um, I love these (laughs) stories because it's so like, it's such a like news. It's just so newsy. Right. Like working in TV news. This is why people love this career. Cause like, I mean, what, like Like, where else do you you get to? Yeah. Yeah. Eat pizza from the vice president, but also, you know, wear a bulletproof vest and, you know, be in a sting. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, oh, I know. And, you know, and I agree. That is the thing about this business and what I love. And, you know, I am a, I am an anchor now and I love being an anchor, but I absolutely loved being a reporter mm-hmm. because just because of, I mean, that was every day you're doing something new and you're going where everybody else can't go. Right. Right. I, so can't... the experiences are just and that's, I think, what keeps people in the business because it's mm-hmm. not an easy one to be in. Right. Katie and I, neither of us do day turns now, but both, of course, have. And I, I'm i sure, Katie, you can remember, too, like, I just feel like there is such a rush, right, when you're mm-hmm. covering a big story, when you're under deadline. Like, it's crazy and it's stressful, and I don't necessarily want to do it tomorrow. But <laughs> yeah. But I, it, well, it is. There's something really, really um, satisfying and fascinating and just fun about it, right? It, there really is. Yeah. When um, I went out, um, when I was covering um, the vice president when he was here, I had to go at like seven in the morning, you know, and mm-hmm. then I was doing lives. I was doing lives in our morning cut-ins and then live at noon, you know, and I, all the live shots and Mm-hmm. I hadn't done that and I hadn't done that in years and I yeah. was like this is this is this is fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so um and Lauren, you are like really basically like the supreme anchor mom because the queen of all the, the, queens of the definite like I feel like Katie yeah. and I are like, "Oh, these guys only have a couple of kids and here's here's Lauren. She's like the real deal. She should have the podcast, right?" Um because you are an, an the the evening anchor at your station and you also have five children. I which do. I 
I'm kind of like, I can even like almost say that because it just seems so (laughs) crazy to even like verbalize that. But so tell us how you do it basically. Like how, how do you do it? Like how how, are they? And like, how, how does this, how does this work? Yeah. Okay. So my oldest daughter is 12 and then I have a 10 year old daughter and an eight year old daughter. And then I have a five year old son he snuck in there and then I have a nine month old daughter. So wow. I have four girls and one little boy. So and lots of weddings in your future, unfortunately. Yes, You're gonna have to pay for it. Of, yes. Okay. Lots All right, continue. Weddings. Continue. Um, how does it work for us? Well, we are always in mass chaos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Um my husband Fortunately, um, is a small business owner, so he has some flexibility, you know, to be able to help when needed and, you know, be available for last minute pickups if I can't make it and things like that. Um, but you know, we just, uh, everybody always asks us how we do it. And I say, well, we must be putting on a pretty good front because if you (laughs) live with us for 24 hours, you probably might say, yeah, they're actually not really doing it. <laughs> well, everybody's still alive, so you know, exactly. doing it. You know so you're doing somehow you're doing. Yeah, to, I think we, you know, we work together a lot. My husband helps a lot, which I'm fortunate um, because I have stayed local here in Lansing for so long. I've been at my current station for 18 years. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Um, I've been lucky that they've worked with me schedule wise in order mm-hmm. to keep me in the game. Um, you know, it hasn't always, that's kind of been fluid. We've been, we've been three or four companies since I've been there. So, but the one thing that's kind of maintained is the ability to work with me, to let me do it because there's only so much that you can do, you know? And so, um, when COVID came into the mix, we went more mobile than ever before. So a lot of what I do now I'm able to do from home. I can get right into my computer. I can get right into our systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the business has changed. A lot of interviews are zoom now and you know, you're not doing a lot of stuff in person anyway. So right. it's become a, more friendly that way. I think post pandemic, but, um, it's just a balance. I'm constantly running, you know, the mornings I kind of get set for the day and get dinner ready for the evening. And I'm home now with my baby while my other kids are in school and then my afternoons are just jam-packed with as soon as I get home from school, our sitter rolls in, and then I'm off for high-pressure news time. Mm-hmm. And then I do literally about a day's worth of work in, you know, an eight- to nine-hour day since I can work so quickly. I'll do that high-pressure in four hours at the station, including at least two, you know, if not three newscasts if I'm, not, if I'm filling in. Gosh. And then I also have two weekly segments and uh, co-produce and anchor our political show. Oh, so wow. that's in there too. But it's just, you know, in, in our profession, I think too, the longer you do it, the faster you get, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and um, I think I just work very efficiently mm-hmm. and you have do what to, I have right? to do. Yeah. 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 And then with the kids, you know, people say, how do you do five? And I joke that it was actually easier to have my fifth baby than my first because I have a lot of helpers. 
<laughs> true, true. You know, yeah. especially with my older gr- children being girl, the three, my top three are girls. And mm-hmm. so, you know, my oldest daughter is in seventh grade. So, and she's the oldest of five. So she's just my little wingman. And mm-hmm. she, you know, I can, in a crunch, hand uh, Lainey, that's my oldest, I can hand Lainey the baby and say, Ellery needs her diaper changed and she needs her clothes and can you do this for me? And she'll, oh, sure, mom. You know, and she'll yeah. take her and change her diaper wow. and get her dressed and put her in her car seat. And then we're ready to go. So does, does your oldest want to come live in Asheville for a little while <laughs> sometime? And... <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, I think I... that would be hard press. She is my little, uh, she's my little sidekick. Yeah. yeah so. Oh, that's great. So sweet. Um, and so you mentioned COVID. Um, so I want to talk about that, too, because you guys had a COVID case in your family, right? And you um, posted about that and kind of shared that with your re- viewers. So tell us what, what happened and what that was like. Yes, my entire family had COVID, in fact. Oh, my goodness. Um, so my, it came home. It was the end of March. Well, we And we tried cause, because we had the baby. Ellery was born in December. So we were, we were very much in a bubble. Mm-hmm. And then my children actually go to a small Catholic school. So we were in school when the public schools were not in school. Okay. Um, so we didn't know, you know, should we keep them home? Should we send them to school? You know, what are we going to do? It was just protect the baby at all costs pretty much. And we did keep them home for much of January. Um, but then eventually we put them back into school. And mm-hmm. our schools did a great job. Like we, we did a virtual period between Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, the year before, just because people would be traveling, Mm -hmm. but to have the kids in person was just great. And I really do want to give kudos to the school because even though the COVID did come from the school, it definitely was not, I don't think because of anything the school wasn't doing. I think it was just from the fact that we're talking about young children here and there's no way, even when you're requiring masks and health checks and social distancing, you know, that sixth graders are not going to be close together. There's just, in my opinion, right. it's going to happen. Um, what I will say though, is that I do believe that one child, we had a health check that we had to fill out every morning before school mm-hmm. and it asked the same questions. And yes, I got monotonous, but we still, you know, even if sneezing common stuff that you normally would send your kid to school with, right. you're not supposed to send your child to school. So I do believe that maybe some families got lax on the health check and there were some children who went to school that probably should have stayed home. Sure. And that's kind of how it went. Um, so my daughter was exposed at school. Her best friend ended up having COVID and she had been in school for two days. So I knew the second that I found out that she, um, she got it, I knew that we were going to get it because they're sixth graders and they're best friends. Right. And, you know, always together at, in school. And we did. So with my, it, it seemed to me the whole COVID thing overall from age down was worse to the least hmm. symptoms. Um, so my daughter, my 12 year old daughter brought it here. And as soon as we found out, you know, she had been exposed and she did, she started with a bad head cold and we put her right up into her room. But I mean, we had to get real. We have five little kids and we had all been yeah, exposed right, by the time right. we're trying to isolate this child. And how much are you really going to isolate mm-hmm, a sixth right. grader from the rest of her family? Right. So we did the best that we could. And she was in her room for days and she had the worst of my children. And her her symptoms were really bad, had cold. You know, she was just kind of whooped. Yeah. Um, but overall, 
she was fine. You know, I think comparing it to past flu seasons, it was kind of like a combo flu head cold dose for her. Okay. Um, and then my 10 year old, she literally, she had a fever, I would say for off and on, like I would have thought it was a 24 hour bug if Hmm. we had, we not been in COVID and then she was fine after that. My 10 year old had a stuffy nose, my five year old, same thing, runny nose. And then the baby, we didn't test the baby because she was a baby. They Mm -hmm. wanted me to but I just didn't. I, I didn't wouldn't roll into the statistics just to test her because mm-hmm. I didn't want to put her through that. I just we just presumed she had it. She had a little runny nose off and on, but she was overall fine. But it was very scary. You know, we're talking to me. The most thing was, well, what's tomorrow going to bring? Like, right. are we going to get worse or are we going to get better? Because you're hearing all this stuff about covid. Now, for me personally, I had. um I felt like I had the flu one day and then the next day I'd wake up and like, I didn't feel like I had the flu anymore, but then I was super stuffy and had a really bad head cold. And then at night I would have these crazy night sweats where it was just, you know, it was, it was literally, I would describe what I felt like of having a really bad case of that flu, not the stomach flu, but like the Mm -hmm. actual flu with a really bad head cold and stomach stuff mixed in, but I never got the respiratory stuff, Mm -hmm. but my husband, he developed the respiratory end of it. And he had a terrible cough and he's the one who really, when it hit him and it hit him last, but it hit him hardest. Uh And he had the really, I think what you hear with the COVID cases being scary with the, just the chest congestion Mm -hmm. and this cough that would not go away. I mean, for weeks, it was, even when we were supposedly all done with the quarantine and asymptomatic and, you know, we could be reintegrated, he would have this cough that would come out of nowhere. You know, we'd all kind of look at him like, who's that guy with? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, I don't know him, yeah. His right. family, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, it was interesting, I will say. So, you know, I feel like almost at this point, it's kind of a matter of like if rather than when <laughs> for m- most yeah. families. Um, so, you know, what would be your advice? Like what for, you know, we, we just in a, a previous episode talked about kind of the the guidance coming out from health experts and what to do, especially with kids, of course. Um, you know, what, what would you say to parents who are panicked right now? That, that their kids could get it or that they could get it, you know, that it could go through their family like it did yours? I think, and this might not be the typical journalistic answer, but <laughs> I know that there's a lot of scary stories with COVID and I am not making light of COVID at all because it is it has been deadly and it is dangerous. And, you know, there are definitely, um, we've been hearing a lot about cases that don't end well. However, with that said, I think there are more cases that we are not hearing about that do end just fine. Uh huh. Yeah. So just because you get COVID does not mean you're going to be in the hospital. It does not mean somebody in your family is going to die. Mm-hmm. The majority of the people do fare just what, just fine and don't end up hospitalized and do recover. And right. that I feel, ha- I mean, that, I think that over that message has been lost. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I unfortunately COVID has become so politicized and it's become such a political issue, you know, and so divisive 
which is a shame. But I think the bottom line is, yes, it is very serious. Yes, it is deadly. However, for the majority of people, it is an illness that you will recover from. And right. so you don't have to be terrified of it. If it comes into your house, you know, you have to do what you would do anytime you get sick. You have to hydrate yourself. You have to rest, you know, take your vitamins, drink the emergencies, anything that you would do normally to help yourself get better. You need to make sure you're doing when you have COVID, you know, but I think sometimes just it's such a mental game right. too, that it can be like, oh my gosh, I have COVID. I'm going to be so sick. And it's like, well, you know, yeah, if you're thinking you're going to be so sick and you're dwelling on every symptom, you know, maybe you do, you know, maybe it does take you down harder. I don't know. I'm a, I'm kind of mental person too, but if you're like, okay, we've got COVID, you know what? We're going to, we're going to fight it. We're going to do our best and we're going to rest and take our vitamins and we're going to be fine. Yeah. You know, and I just think I get, I get the mental game because I lived it. Like I said, it was every day. Well, is this as worse as it going to get or are we getting better? And it sure. was kind of like a roller coaster. I would think that we were getting better and then we would get worse. Ugh. So, um, and it's got, you know, times 10 with kids, right? Like, exactly. you know, we worry about but, our kids and we want them to be healthy and fine. Right. I also think though, too, you know, when my kids went back to school this year, I mean, we were hit hard with horrible colds, all of them. And it went through the whole school and none of it was COVID, hmm. but they had bad head congestion sore throats. I mean, it just immediately. And I think a lot of that has to do with just their immune systems being mm -hmm. suppressed, you know, cause we've had the kids masked, we've had them social distance, you know, and some amount of germs are good, you know, for right. immunity. So it's just, it's just such a odd time right now. And there's really, nobody knows the answer, you know? So I would just say as a mom, you know, with my daughter, when she found out she had COVID, she cried because she was scared oh. because mm -hmm. she's been hearing you know, how bad COVID is and how scary COVID yeah. is. And so I just sat her down and I said, look, you're going to be fine. We're going to get you better. And then she cried because, you know, she felt like she exposed the rest. She's such a sweetheart. She felt like she exposed the rest of us, you know, and I just said, we're all going to get through this together. And we did. Yeah. Um, again, not to make light of any of the loss or the very serious cases. Sure. Yeah. But no, again, I do, I do think people should know that the majority of people who have had COVID have recovered. Right. Well, and it's nice to hear from a mom who's experienced it. Karen and I, both of our kids have had, not, none of them have had COVID, but we just started school here a week or two in North Carolina and we've both had scares. scares. Yeah. Uh, we've mm -hmm. had to give our kids COVID tests. We've had to keep them home. And you know, it's, it's like that fear of the unknown um, yeah. And obviously, it doesn't help that we report on it, talk about it. It's mm -hmm. in all of our scripts. It's like we live it and breathe it every day. It's like, that's what I was saying, just the domino effect of COVID. Like, we haven't even had, none of our kids have had COVID yet. We haven't had COVID. And yet, it's like, you know, it's just this thing, this looming thing out there that, um, you know, impacts everything you do. So it's nice to hear from somebody that's experienced it, that's had it, and that's, you know, recovered and resumed their life. So, um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. We appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us. And again, you are like, um, you know, the leader of the anchor moms, really. I mean, <laughs> we, cra we crown five, you five kids. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, we have yet to meet an anchor mom that has, who has more than is, five kids. Is that true? So yeah, I, I don't know of any. Oh my gosh. If you you're know, an anchor mom and you're listening to this and you have more than five kids, let us know. You might, <laughs> you might, you might decrown Lauren. Yeah. We don't know. We'll I, see. I wondered about that. 
If I am I am I uh, out on an island here? <laughs> you might be. I do. I have to say we haven't brought her on yet, but I do have a friend who is also an anchor who also has five kids. Oh, there you go. Um, uh, and she does the mornings, which is whew, even harder. Wow. Um, I shouldn't say that. Not that your situation isn't hard, but you know what I mean. Uh, the waking right. up early is tough, as Katie knows. Oh um, yes, I I've spent I spent six years on our morning show. Okay, so point, you so. you know mm-hmm. very well. Yes, yes. Um, but anyway, well, thank you so much for coming on, Lauren. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you and your family. Yeah, it was nice to meet you guys. I love what you're doing, and I love the anchor mom thing. I just, uh, I'm, I'm behind it. So good for you guys. Yay! Thank you, Lauren. Thanks. Have a good it. one. <laughs> bye bye. You too. All right, thanks so much, Lauren, for coming on. If you want to follow Lauren's story, she is on Instagram, Lauren underscore Thompson underscore Anchor Mom. Anchor Mom. Love that. Um, we, I, it was so nice to hear from her. And gosh, I'm just kind of in, in awe of the five kids. But she did make the point that, like, you know, once you get to a certain number, like, does it really, is it okay, really adding, all right. making it um, So coming we'll to a podcast near you next year at this time, Karen will be announcing her fifth child. <laughs> Because she says it's no big deal, right? Um, and we'll keep bringing it on. That. No, but in all seriousness, I love hearing. Um, I like talking to other TV news women mm-hmm. in like different states, and it's so funny. Uh, just they talk about their traje- trajectory, and it, they always mirror your own story a little bit. But mm-hmm. there's always like a little twist. Yeah. It's just interesting to hear what other people in the business are doing. So. Thank you, Lauren, for coming on. And thank you for listening. Yes. Rate, review, subscribe, and most importantly, have a great week. Bye. Ankle Moms, the The podcast. Thanks for listening.